What's up? What's up? We're back at it again. It's your boy Pony Moa Queen. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, hey, yeah, you here. We're back here, y'all. This is our 10th episode, y'all. And we are excited, y'all. We are going to talk about a little bit about our own selves. You know what I'm saying? Be transparent. Share a little bit about what we've been up to. And then, our, as you know, happy hour. We're probably only going to cover two segments of that one. Which one we talked about on happy hours, uh, Queen? We're going to talk about whether you prefer to live by the ocean or in the mountains. And then we're going to move on to how do you deal with overzealous supervisors and slash slackers? Slackers. There you go, y'all. Stay tuned, man. You know what I mean? So whether you're driving to work or working out at the gym or simply in a good mood to laugh, tune in here at Why Oops. Don't miss out on the fun, man. Subscribe now and join our community of listeners who just knows that laughter is truly the best medicine. Welcome to the Why Oops Podcast, a unique blend of comedy and fiction that are right into controversial topics. We believe that during these difficult subjects, it's important to find humor in them. We tackle these topics with our signature wit and humor, inspired by the fearless and bold Samoan humor that dares to explore the darker side of life. A celebration. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Hey. <laughs> For real, man. So, you know, Queen, you've been busy, man. Missed you last week. You know how to go around, scavenge, scavenge the world to try to find me a replacement to replace you. And, <laughs> you know, I, I did uh, get a hold of J-Bid. J-Bid was busy. Chief Lot was busy. But thank God for my man. God so smooth pulling it through, you know. <laughs> Move with it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we had a good one, man. It was good. But anyways, man, we're going to get right to it with us. You know, it's our 10th and episode. So, Queen, man, how was your... Uh, how did your weekend go? You've been so busy, y'all. Extremely busy, you know, and our journey being that this is the 10th episode, <laughs> just got to make it happen, you know, with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when life throws you lemons, you make lemonade and keep on going. With this episode, leading up to this episode, we had to carve out time. I know you had to do some carving out time to ensure that we get this, the consistency of this and uh I've been traveling too. You know, I was at a family uh, funeral last weekend. And then as soon as after that, had to hop on a plane, head out to another state for graduation, spend family time. Because, you know, family time is very important. Tomorrow's never promised. And it's important to, um, to take care of yourself and your family. But this podcast too, I also make it my priority because I know where it's going to lead. I can see what's what's going to happen in the future for you and I, Punimoa, with this White Loose podcast. And uh, life is always life. And yeah, so I've been busy with that, busy with work, um, just dealing with a whole bunch of stuff at work too, you know, different situations, but it's all manageable. Just got to take one situation at a time, just like at home. What about you, Punimoa? How was... Uh, your weekend and your week leading up to this weekend. I know y'all miss me, but I'm back. Make sure I was here for this 10th episode for Wauts. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that one. It was a pretty sad uh, weekend uh, going towards the end of the week for, for myself and my family because we had to put down our uh, our family dog. 
one of our family dogs, R.I.P. to uh, my dog, uh, Pongo. <laughs> it's, it's a Wattweiler, you know, and, um, you know, us being Samoans, we're not really, well, in Samoa, especially for my families, we're, we're, we don't, we're not attached to animals, you know what I'm saying? It's, but this one's different. This one hit a little different for me because, uh, one, I don't even take give a damn about the damn dog. It's really my wife and kids, you know, and just to see them being sad that we had, you know, we had to put down Pongo, uh, the tears in their eyes and everything like that made me feel sad for my kids and my wife, but then realized, them, you know, that animals do too plays a sentiment feeling in a family, I guess, if that makes any sense. Because mm-hmm. I don't I don't see myself as an animal lover. But man, I tell you what though, he it was his uh presence was uh was noticed not being around, you know? Yeah. So that was that that's you know, besides that part, and then gotta keep trucking through with life, with you know, full time work and our kids and you know, you know, got a son in college. Just trying to maneuver all that around. Just that's a lot of work. But you know, like you said, our podcast, uh, it's definitely not easy, right? You think <laughs> would you say it ain't <laughs> it ain't easy trying to stay on top of it, huh? It's it's like no, no, it's not. It's not. It's like another uh job, but it's on the side. But it's something we I enjoy and I know you you enjoy too. Oh yeah. Um so um doing this podcast is like an escape. As you can see, I have the ocean and the tree right behind me. That's why I choose that for today. Um, it's just, this being here on the podcast just take you away for a little bit. That's why our whole wide ooze, we have those segments that we do. Get away from life for a little bit and then back into reality. But um, yes, podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> it is, right? And I'm just like, you know what else is a struggle to to the listeners? You know, our our podcast is based off of uh, comedy, right? And the reason why it's under comedy is just to also avoid the uh, the complaint of of what comes out of our mouth when we're talking about a topic, or just bringing up our own, you know, suggestion or how we feel about things. Yes, but but man, I gotta tell you, Queen, it's kind of hard to even just have a straight face and have a positive attitude all the time. That's that's tough, y'all. <laughs> it is tough. It, it, it is, is tough. You know, um, people walk around with smiles, but you don't know what's going on. You know, and um, that's why I like to continue trying to put on the smile, even though you know you're hurting inside, but you know that there's things. Like me, I know, I, you know, you got this podcast, you got your family to come home to and families you can talk to. But this podcast, man, like you said, it's it's all about our comedy. Um, it's just to make other people laugh. You know, although we talk smack and and, and all that, but uh, it's hard to get the content and be careful what we say because it can offend people. But our goal here is just to make you laugh, um, teach you even a little bit of uh, Samoa culture. You know, simple words as too low in our previous podcast. Uh, you learned a, a little bit things here and there, but um, that's our goal. Uh, we're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, you know, because we know how that feels. So this podcast is um, it's a great thing. It's a great avenue to um, come home to and do what we got to do. 
and I get to spend more time with you, Punimo, on this. So that's like, this is 10th episode. And basically, we just, I look at this that we just been on the phone forever. <laughs> Man, it does too. It, it, it avoids uh, talking to people because I'm a talker. I love to talk. You know what I'm saying? But I find myself when I'm talking to people on the phone, it got shortened because the podcast is taking out all the, the vocabularies out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or you trying to save it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know, let it all out on the podcast and stuff. But this is that's that's what we've been up to, yo. You know, me and Queen, you know, we still got a regular life as we try to push this through. I'm just visualizing like once we hit episode 50 or even a hundred, even if we're able to get to that, you know, it's a challenge, yeah. but can't wait to to see that happen. You know, that'll be cool. That'll be lots of fun. Um, just to even get to 20, 30, then we hit that 50. Like you said, um, God willing, we get there. Um, it's going to be a great accomplishment. Every episode is a great accomplishment because we're able to actually get away from our full-time daily activities, such as job and being with family, and then come here and um, just carve out some time and take care of business. And I love doing this because it's a lot of fun. Um, people always ask, how do you have time? Um, folks are little start to learn little by little that I heard you have a podcast on the side with your cousin. <laughs> like, uh, where'd you hear that? You know, but anyways, um, it's a good thing and it's a great thing. So it's a positive thing too. Not trying to be a pressing person. I can say that I understand like how I see actors, you know, that are like comedians, even radio hosts when they talk about like, man, sometimes I just want to let people know like, hey, I'm a regular person too. That's all part of acting. You know, and they get stuck when people just think that, oh, you're just a funny person and that's all there is to it. They start not taking you serious, you know? Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, wow. I think the great thing about podcasting, it separates that. Because listeners get to realize, oh, man, they're just entertaining, you know, trying to have a positive vibe, promote positivity. And that's all there is to it. Other than that, we're regular folks, you know what I'm saying? That has feelings and uh, we... We have responsibilities and that we care, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And when people look at those uh, stand-up comedians, you know, that's all they see. They see all oh, those guys, their job is to make you laugh. And they just carry it on thinking that that's them on the outside too, when they're going shopping with their family and, and, and all that. But like you said, every, we're all humans. Um, Regular folks just trying to live their life, uh, going through stuff. And our podcast is a it's a wonderful thing. Uh, that's all I could say because thing that I realized right coming into the podcast because this is our tenth episode. One thing I guess that will be our segment for our listeners today will be what have we uh, learned from this? What have we got out of it? And now what can we start doing moving forward? So for me, it's like uh, I didn't. I came into the podcast thinking that I could just speak my mind, right, and be like, "Hell yeah!" Now I get to say whatever I want to say. But then it's a lot different once you have your actual face recorded and you start realizing, like, wait a minute, this is going out to the millions and millions of viewers, right? And people get get to comment, and you can't take it back. All those realities start, man. I'm telling you, Queen, it starts. It starts to worry me, right? Yeah. But, but as we get 
you know, as our episode comes, I get more comfortable and start to understand the legal side of things of it. Like, oh, okay, you know, like what we could say, what we can say. And I guess when it comes to like having a regulation and rules or laws or being aware of what to say and not to say, I think that's a good thing to do, to have, right? Because everybody in the world, they all think differently. You yeah. can say you can say something very positive, but then it's never going to be positive to everybody. The answer, right. whatever, whatever you put out there, you know what I'm saying? Do you yeah. hear that? Do you hear that background? I hear that. Dang it, shit! That's what I'm talking about, y'all. I can't wait till we have a professional <laughs> studio. You know what I'm saying? So y'all gonna have to listen to it with us. <laughs> you know, this is episode ten, baby. This is all about being authentic. <laughs> Authentic. Authentic, man. All materials. Being transparent too, y'all. Shit. <laughs> gotta hear gotta hear my family in the back in the back. You know what I'm saying? They're having a the party in the back there. <laughs> this show has been brought to you by WeFobs.io and specifically the WeFobs Nation store. WeFobs Nation store is where you can find all types of merchandise that WeFobs Nation members are into. Their interests span from clothing wear, backpacks, to kitchen utensils, and even anime collectibles. Everything you will find at WeFobs.io. This show has been brought to you by WeFobs.io, and specifically, our WeFobs Nation store's bestseller section. Look in the bestseller section to find Amazon items that WeFobs Nation members usually purchase or are interested in purchasing. We are an Amazon affiliate, so you'll definitely be helping us out by clicking on those links and buying your items from our WeFobs Nation store. Bestseller section. WeFobs, bringing it to you. You know what, Queen? Let's dig right into it. I'm feeling good right now. Happy hour, baby. <laughs> Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour. Do you prefer living in the mountains or living near the ocean? Well, for me, I prefer the mountains because how I look at it. I'm scared of tsunamis. I'm scared of, you know, how in the islands, they say that the water is starting to over, what did, what's the word? Where it's starting to uh, sink, the islands start to sink. All that's, all that shenanigan. I'm afraid of that. That's why I prefer, for safety-wise, to live up in the mountains. That's hmm. my answer. Mm -hmm. Because of that, simply. It's all that damn uh, mother Simply nature. one answer. <laughs> 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 all right simply one answer because mm -hmm. of the tsunami well now you're talking about the mountains too that can get hectic too right because it depends how high the mountain goes and what if it's just the mountain of Everest or something I wouldn't want to live on that kind of mountain with all that snow uh, the uh, you know the degree Celsius is so below zero and stuff like that the altitude is so high where I can barely breathe that's, there you go. That's a scenario why I would choose. Then I'll choose the ocean. Living closer <laughs> to the ocean. So it really depends. You know what I'm saying? I always just like to attack these answers in all different kind of ways, hoping I can answer every motherfucker out there's answer. <laughs> I have to deal with wild animals, like yeah. babies wandering into your mm. backyard, stealing your picnic baskets. Ooh, see, now that you brought that up too, now we're talking about animals. So if you're up in the mountains, you're right. 
You got freaking bears, wildcats, bobcats, man. Mm-hmm. Colos. <laughs> you got you got all them out there. You're right about that. Sheesh. Then you got these like UFOs flying by. You see, you know, because we see them on the news nowadays. Your house would be the one, uh, the first one spotted. See, Mom, you're gonna start. You're gonna start becoming so adventurous outdoors activities like hiking, camping, and skiing. Mm. You're gonna develop an unhealthy obsession with outdoor gear and then find yourself constantly browsing through REI catalogs. The, the, All of a sudden, you're gonna be a professional at it. Oh man, and, and those those hiking gears and and even like the weapons, the the rifles and all that, those are expensive. Mm, the hiking gears, all this stuff. True. Well, even even if you was to live close to the ocean, them surfboard gears, uh, buy yourself a yacht, a, a boat. <laughs> it doesn't matter, baby. They're both expensive, right? Sheesh. Heck, expensive. Living by the ocean, you know, it's a beautiful view. You know, you don't know who's going to be your neighbors and so forth. Then you could be get start to get annoyed with the people who call it a beach vacation when you actually mm-hmm. try to explain to them that it's actually a coastal lifestyle. Um, tsunami would be one of my worries. That's that's the only worry I'm worried about if you have a beach house right by the waters. You can see the water start receding and then just come up and just swipe out the whole uh, coastal part. Earthquakes, better make that run once you hear that, once you feel that earthquake. That's, you know, a lot of people surprisingly don't know what er- what follows earthquakes. What follow earthquakes? Tsunamis. Uh, tsunamis, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. See? And make sure those sirens, if you live on a beach or near an ocean, just make sure those sirens work because those sirens don't work. You're going to be aware of what's coming through. Yeah, I would prefer to live in the mountains just like you, even though there's a lot of cons to it. But if something happened down at the ocean level, at least you're up there. You just got to worry about the wildlife. (laughs) Which is tenable. And the then the <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna tie uh strings all over with the cans and put them all over the area. So if I hear I don't care if it's an animal or not, you gonna hear more colos coming through too. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. It's either or the other. It's, uh, you know, I guess the answer for me will be I will be living in the middle, in between a mountain and ocean. That's right. <laughs> That's a good answer. So you can pick and choose. In between. between. Well, how about this one real quick? Mm -hmm. How do you deal with an overzealous supervisor? Supervisor who's constantly on you, micromanaging, dictating things to you. How do you deal with those type of supervisors? Well, you know, the common thing is to avoid them. You know, but you can only avoid them so much, <laughs> you know? So it's like when I do come up to them, I'll be, uh, you know, I, I tend to uh, like to uh, kill them with kindness, kill them with <laughs> kindness, but they act like, oh, yes, sir, I'm very busy right now. <laughs> Using the busy term that, you know, with my, especially it depends though, right? It really depends on what, when you're saying overzealous supervisor, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of job you're into. So a good thing, Pony Mo has been to all kinds of different jobs. What I'm saying, <laughs> of, 
you can have a, a manager that micromanages in a warehouse where you're in the line and you're like, you know, building the product. It could be like a, uh, just any kind of product. You have your supervisor will be present at all times. Then you have these merchandising ones where you go to like any kind of beverage or beer company, just anything merchandising wise. Your supervisor is isolated. That not It's not there all the time. So just bringing those two up, uh, when it comes to the one in the warehouse where I'm building stuff up, when a supervisor comes to my line, uh, the way I deal with it is like what I said earlier. I like to make it make 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 up stuff that, oh yes, man, the line is going very good right now, sir. I have to keep going. I'm sorry, I can't talk right now because I got to take care of this, yada yada yada. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. avoidance to avoid to avoid and to lie that I'm always busy. You know. <laughs> And then uh, same thing when it comes to, uh, you know, being at a merchandising job, uh, the way he'll or she will contact me is by phone. And every time the answer is just, you know, shoot it straight to voicemail. And then, <laughs> that's what you do, just shoot it straight to voicemail. Just avoid. That, that's exactly what Pony Moore does. Now, the question is, well, how do I deal with them? If Like, I got no choice. Like, we're actually, I'm in trouble situation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they got to confront the, the situation that I, uh, that I messed up. Well, then, you know what I'm saying? It depends again. In my early 20s, I'd have been like, hold on, man. Whoa, whoa. Bro, don't don't disrespect me, man. Who the hell are you talking about? I'm here busting my ass talking shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Busting my ass. You don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. You know what? Fuck this. I'm out of here. Then I walk off. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. I've, been, I've honestly done that. I'm like, I don't need yeah. this shit. I walk out. Supervisor comes after me. No, 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 man. I ain't trying to be disrespectful, bro. You just yada, yada, yada. And I'm getting the job. I don't know how I ended up getting the job back. Maybe because I was a good employer or what. You know? <laughs> yep, that's how I handled those. And that's on all situations. It's like, wait a minute, man. You ain't got to talk to me like that. Who the fuck are you talking to, dude? Like, first of all, check your tone. You know what I'm saying? I'm a grown-ass man. That's the same excuse I use all the time. Hold up, man. I'm a grown-ass man you talking to. I don't need that shit. I don't need this shit, dude. You Fuck you. Then I walk out. You know what I'm saying? And I always works. I I don't know, but that's how I deal with them. Just mm-hmm. keeping it, just keeping it real, yo. You know what I'm saying? And of course, of course, they need my ass because I'm the only one there. <laughs> <laughs> they you they need you there for the moment, but once you're done yeah. with you, all and right, then, don't coming what? back tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. And then once you know, once Joang and John comes and replace my ass, you know that you know we don't need your service anymore, pretty more. <laughs> you know, then I gotta go. Oh, no, no. You're all replaceable. Bye, Punimo. <laughs> but at least you were straightforward. You you uh, let your supervisor know how you felt. I mean, that's a great thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But then the next thing, you didn't have to return back to work, which I think it could be a good or a bad thing. So Joe Joe's happy. You made other people happy by not being present at the current job. <laughs> so so you, you, you providing for other people's family. <laughs> The uh, the did I learn a lesson from all that? Yes, y'all. The lesson is <laughs> sometimes you just gotta take it from these fucking overzealous supervisors because at the end of the day you gotta realize what your goal was in the future, not at the moment. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize that at that time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could I take it back? Of course, I would listen. I would literally will listen to the supervisor if that was the case. Overzealous supervisors. Mm-mm-mm. Oh yeah. People forget. <laughs> And so sometimes I like to tell them, you forgot where you came from real quick, huh? 
making that little more extra $5 an hour. You think you all that and bag of chips. Oh, you're talking about those ones. The ones that you should have said that first. Hey, what about your former employer who actually got a promotion, became your supervisor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, they, there weren't former employees that you knew that they came up, you know, from the same thing that you were doing. So it's like they, they're quick to forget how how they were treated. Well, maybe they were treated bad, too. That's why they act the way they do. But that's why people like us are there to tell them straight up. <laughs> For real, man. You got to be very strategic when you when you uh, encounter and, and communicate with these overzealous supervisors. Damn, that's what we call them, zealous supervisors, supervisors. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's crazy, though, huh? Because I have experienced that, too, where the... Uh, them supervisors, you know, they, you know, you're right that they came there. They used to do what you were doing, but now that they're the, the one in charge, all of a sudden they want to be this and that act like, uh, and then why is it all the time that when they, they're at that position, the things that they plan, knowing damn well, their ass can't even do it themselves, but then expect you to do it. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, it's the control. It's the, it's the ego that just starts popping in, you know, like you said, don't ask me to do something if you know your ass can't even do it, especially when you know they can't do it and you ask, can you show me how to do it? <laughs> and they're, they're, they're so uh, manipulated that they'll just like change change the subject mm. or just bring somebody else up there or find a fault that you've done and just keep, you know, focus on that. instead of And supervisors, don't be overzealous, you know, take care of your people. Man, these people will work will will work hard and make you look good. Hello, make themselves look good, then make you look good. Then you don't even have to explain yourself to your boss. Everybody has a boss. Like take care of the people because you once upon a time did that. But we're living in a world that uh, that ain't gonna happen. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe one percent, point five percent. <laughs> yeah, I'm those even you could call those overzealous. They're like the ones that are the lucky ones too. They just happen to be there at the right time, at the right moment to get the position, you know. Because it's always competitive, right? People mm-hmm. compete for those position. That person just happens to be there at the right time, or happens you just have the right people backing them up too. So it's yep. just a good team, you know. I like to look at the positive side, too, because I look at it this way. If I ever become a supervisor in this kind of situation, would I be overzealous? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe not, you know? So, sheesh, we'll see. That all depends on your team. Yep, it all depends. If I don't like you, something's going to happen, right? (laughs) Can we agree? <laughs> but if I like you, you know. No, 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 no. You don't what... say I like you as a person. Say, if I don't like what you're doing mm-hmm. work-wise. <laughs> if it ain't benefiting me, right, then you, oh, you, you're a part of the team. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, let's think of, I mean, I think that's how it, all, it the end of the day is if it ain't if it's not helping you know the cause of you you know for you to move up more into a better to line yourself up to a better position then that team member of yours needs to cope 
You know what I'm saying? Right? What do you think? And the weakest link. The there weakest we link. At the weakest link. <laughs> yeah. Okay, overzealous puny mall right there, but it depends on mm-hmm. willing to work or not. <laughs> People start thinking, what the hell? What the hell y'all talking about? They're talking about uh, Joe out there. <laughs> Taking over people's jobs and then Yohan comes behind and take over Joe's job. I mean, mm, man. <laughs> that's where that crab mentality start coming back in that we talked about earlier in our podcast where people just be crawling and pulling people down. Who knows? Yohan going to mm. pull Joe down, step on him, do anything. That's why he's an overzealous supervisor to, to Joe, you know, so that's why uh do what and you got to do, I guess, to survive. Yeah, and then Pooty Moore comes right behind and pull uh John down, you know what I'm saying? It just it's a it's a never-ending cycle, y'all. <laughs> you know that's happening right now in places. So now do you think that because the, they're being overzealous that it makes the company, the business work? Because I feel like sometimes it does. Here's an example. Let's go about fast food. Do you have, uh, you know, a Chick-fil-A, right? Yep. So Chick-fil-A compared to like other fast food chicken places, their rival, Popeye's, KFC, yada, 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 churches, right? Chick-fil-A profits more than all the other ones. Why is that? Because... Chick-fil-A can have 20, 30 cars going through the drive-thru. And the time that they service those customers is all within less than seven minutes. And that's a that's pretty much allegedly, maybe, but from my experience, from my own experience, seeing that, that's what happens. Like mm-hmm. I can I can go, I can drive on by. I'm like, I want to have some chicken. I'm gonna go to Chick-fil-A. If I go to Chick-fil-A, there's like 30 cars deep. I'm still going to go in line and I drive through because I know it's going to move fast. But if I see that somewhere else, like Popeye's, yada, 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 churches, KFC, the same kind of line, I'm moving on because as a customer, I know that that line is not going to move. Now, my whole thinking is, man, those managers, because it is at the end of the day, when it comes to fast food restaurants, the managers that run the ship is what makes them, you know, move. You know, because it whoever they pick to hire, whoever they train, and when they're there right there, I, I you see the difference. Now, mm-hmm. you can also tell that the managers are right. I don't know. I, I need to talk to those uh, Chick Fil A employees. Like, hey, how's your manager treating you? Maybe I should do that. Have a survey and stuff because I don't know what it is. Cause, but man, you can tell that it, it's it's run right. But my question is, are those managers overzealous, or are they just like? Good managers that people will want to work for. Now we're talking about uh, fast food chain restaurants. So if one of them, out of KFC, Church's Chicken, you get what I'm saying, are not servicing the same service, but they're all getting paid the same, or if that, I don't know. What do you think? They're not overzealous managers. If if uh, you can look at what you you hit it already. Mm-hmm. They manage the fork real good, real well. 
very knowledgeable of how things are going. They stick to whatever mission statement they have for their restaurant, fast food. And then you, um, and also the way you treat people, they're willing to work for you. So of course they're going to be on top of it and the training. If the man, if the, and then if the staff members get training correctly from the managers, it is all good. And if they see yeah. the managers working on the floor, then it's more likely that the staff member is going to be out there too. Cause when they see their superiors working, helping them out, you got a team right there. That's that bottom be. line. That, that could be, I mean, that's, that's my, my thinking, but then, you know, sometimes it's not the managers. You can look at it this way. It's actually the workers who take pride in what they do. They don't care about the manager. The manager could be a piece of shit, but guess what? They're still going to outperform their supervisors, and that's by managing their floor, managing their people around them, because you don't need a title to be a leader. Your work will dictate how everything is. So I could be cooking the fries and stuff, but I'm also um, giving word of affirmation to my little neighbors, my burger flipper, or my milkshake maker, you know, just get pumping them up. You got a great team right there. You guys work together. It's it's all good. And the manager had nothing to do with it. So so overzealous is not uh it wouldn't even be in this two scenarios we're talking about in the fast food chain. Mm. Uh, the overzealous ones are the ones who constantly hound their staff, harassing them and so forth. So that's my take on what you were just talking about. Yeah, well, yeah, because I'm trying to get into the more point of like, could it be that being overzealous, does it, is it effective? Is it effective for a business, right? Right. Yeah, that's, that's my question. Because I feel like sometimes it is in somewhat because the job, because the job gets done, right? And if you're not on top of these employers, People, you know, we're just regular people. We we tend to lack lack off, right? But when you have an overzealous production company that I work for, uh, this management manager started a few months ago. Before him, man, my job was just relaxed, chill. It was gravy. It was good. But the product and the business was going down and drain because we didn't profit. Now, as soon as this manager stepped in, he's is what you call an aggressive driver. I mean, mm. overzealous. He's overzealous. Overzealous, yeah. Showing and, a lot of passion. And, take. And, mm. the, and the production has turned around. Mm. We went from bottom to moving on up. Even myself is complaining about it. But <laughs> I don't want to leave the job because I enjoy the job. You know what I'm saying? There's the there's benefits in it. Overzealous. At yeah. least it's not going far beyond where it's not going far beyond. Yeah, it's overzealous of you know the this overzealous person right here, supervisor. I hate those ones, the smart ones, the ones that stick by the book, <laughs> <laughs> the ones that are pretty much doing their job. Is what yeah. I'm the ones that are catching my ass not doing my job. <laughs> that's what I yeah I'm opposite I like to call it the ones that are doing their job overzealous because I ain't doing my job you know what I'm saying <laughs> they weeding you out Poonimor weeding you out easily by those coming in doing their job and you're like oh man I gotta start doing this what yeah, yeah I never have to do this but Poonimor <laughs> this is your job description 
You talk about overtime, but you don't want to work overtime. Makes no sense for anymore. Be like, man, shut your mouth, boy. Say <laughs> <laughs> you need more money. There's a lot of overtime. You want to? <laughs> you want more money with less work? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know. You know, I'm I'm bringing that out. You know, to be honest to our viewers, that's not putty more. I'm just painting out. <laughs> I, I'm honestly painting out scenario, scenarios because I know there's a lot of them like that. I work with a lot of them like that too. The we call that in Samoa or ayafu. You know what I'm saying? There was employees that uh that shams a lot. Or what do you say in English, Queen? How do you say them? The ones that just come to work, uh, just uh make enough. They do enough just to get you know. Just to stay, still stay employed. They're not even doing enough. They're doing way, well. Yeah, I guess you can do. Those are a bunch of slackers. Slackers. Yeah, I hate those. That's that should be part of this topic because <laughs> yes, slackers. You guys suck. You guys come uh, over here. That's not my job. Oh, <laughs> you just want to like go off on somebody? Like, well, that's not my job. <laughs> And you know what, though, slacker, you're absolutely right. It ain't your job. But man, help out. (laughs) When you see your partner like struggling, trying to lift something just to get it done, and you slacker just chilling there like, it's not my job. Just sitting there eating the sandwich. Don't even ask. Do you need help? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oof. Slackers too, you know, is uh for them not doing their part and, and it and it connects with other people so they can complete their job. And if a slacker don't do their job, it is frustrating. Damn slacker. I'm telling you, they do enough just to hold their job. Yeah. And uh it can be so many ways, you know, how they do that. Get paid for less work. Get paid for less work. That's the worst thing about it. And it's like, to me, it's the ones that do do the work. You know, sometimes they have a, uh, the they don't have the patience to tolerate people by addressing them, to talk to them. Like, hey, man, you need to do the job. Sometimes the ones that work hard, they're just there to do the job, get it done right, and then move on. Then they start doing extra work because the slackers keep slacking. <laughs> And then, you know, finally, you know, these hard-earned working people stands up to them by somewhat saves in the corporate world the wrong way by choking them out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not a, the guy that, or the gal, any female, male, day, down, whatever you call them, anybody. Now the ones that work hard gets in trouble or even gets fired because of the slackers. That's what I'm talking about, you slackers. And they still yeah. get to work at a job for 20, 30 plus years by getting away. But I tell you what, yo, karma, I believe in karma. Something's coming to your ass. So if you don't mm-hmm. stop slacking, you better start shaping up because mm-hmm. things happen. May, may might not be at your work, but it will happen. <laughs> yep. That's how I feel about that. That's how I stopped slacking in my 20s. You know what I mean? Because it bit me in my butt so many times. Yeah. Now that I'm doing honest work, man, I'm seeing the payoff. It's so great. It really is. You You experience people coming out, the woodworks come out, help you, or just see what you need anything? Well, sometimes, yeah, they do, but a lot of times they don't, because unfortunately, there's a lot of slackers that I work with. (laughs) (laughs) Too many slackers. I would say, yeah, you experience those that do know, but there are a few that sees it, that see you, and they come through and help out. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. But it is what it is. That's life, right? Yeah, don't be a slacker. And that just, uh, it's like, uh, it, it makes people not want to come to work when they see these slackers get away with everything. Yeah. They're usually like the bosses, like either the bosses ignore it, don't want to deal with it, or just loves them to death that they don't even want to mess with them. So that's why that's they can I feel sometimes too. It's it's a tough world, yo. It's one of them things, it's kind of like uh I don't know what to describe it, but it's a tough situation to get out of. Because you do have a lot of those slackers where you don't want to go back to work. <laughs> but you got to remind yourself, it's not about them. Mm-hmm. It's about you. And then you, and then it gets so bad to where you end up being a slacker too, right? Now mm-hmm. the business is, is the future of the business is a possibility that it, you can lose it. But because, you know, the ripple effect, the domino effect. And it's but can like, I be a slacker for one or two days? These guys got to be slackers for 30 years. Exactly. And then when That's I become true. a slacker, is a big issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because now there's nobody doing the job, right? The production, the production is showing. And now the supervisor's cracking down. Hey, what's going on? Well, I, th- I guess that's the massive plan for all you listeners, because this this podcast is for our you know working Americans and just people all around the world. I mean, sometimes you just gotta join them, and they slack and slack with them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's just my own personal opinion. Sheesh. Yeah, beat them, join them, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. Shoot, if I was in the job for 20, 30 plus years, and then out of the you know, 27 years, I finally decided slack, and now things are changed. Imagine if you was slack with them on day one. Maybe things would have changed, right? Who knows? Sometimes you just gotta let it all fall in order to come back to rise, right? Man, that sounds so wise. That sounds hella wise, but I don't even know if that's true. Don't take my word for it, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Who need more can't sound wise, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you just got to let things fail in order for it to work. So what's the conclusion of the overzealous, uh, what, 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 what's your uh, take on that, the closeout for that, Queen? Well, it's up to the audience to uh, to think about it because we put it out there. So overzealous basically means someone who performs with lots of passion, but when it becomes too much, that's when it becomes a problem, when they overdo it. And then when you start working for them, um, you allow them to be overzealous to you, and then they're going to expect you to continue to do work. So um, then they can lead into something more, you know, more, uh, like I said earlier, harassing and so forth. But make that choice. But me, what I would do with the overzealous supervisor, how I deal with the overzealous uh, zealous mm-hmm. supervisor, I can in with kindness and then ask them if, depending on the situation, I ask them, okay, can you show me how to do it? What do you even do? If if I know it's something against policy or whatever, I'll say, hey, go ahead and send me an email. Um, so it's in writing because you never know how vindictive these overzealous supervisors can be. And then when I have it in writing, that's documentation. And that's my take on it. <laughs> okay, for overzealous, uh take it up to the uh to the supervisor, right? Talk to the supervisor. Is that what you're saying? You know, to hey man, I don't appreciate you. Now, you know what, y'all? That's Queen's take on it. Here's Pony Mo's take. 
<laughs> avoid them. Avoid them as much as you can. Just let your day, especially if the job is just, if you're only just doing this job for shits, you know what I'm saying? Now, if you're making this job a career, then follow what Queen's saying. I highly recommend that. But if you're like Pony Moore, man, you just need this gig until this podcast takes off, y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then do what I'm doing. Avoid them and just do enough. Do, <laughs> do enough of the job like the rest of us slackers just to get by. Every day is a challenge for you slackers. <laughs> just, but you uh, know what? The slackers are the ones that make it make it throughout the time. There you <laughs> with go. Career, whether it's just a, a part-time thing, <laughs> any slacker will outdo those hardworking individuals. Man, you, ain't, <laughs> you ain't lying, Queen. You is not lying, man. That's on everything I love. The yeah. slackers. They will outmaneuver your ass because I'm affected by that. <laughs> so if you're driving to work right now listening to this crap and you know you're a slacker. Hands off to you, slackers. Man, I give it up to y'all because y'all, you're doing the thing. If it wasn't for you, we would have never talked about this. <laughs> People have figured out your secret. We put it out there. This is how you survive the workforce if you don't want to work hard for your money. <laughs> there you go. If you don't want to work hard for your money, be a slacker. I know some slackers. Hit me up right here at Y.U.S. and I can, you know, connect you to them slackers like Yuangi and John. You know what I'm saying? You can only hear it here from Y.U.S. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. This was awesome. Great, great segments here. Pooty Ball, yes, do you sir. have any closing remarks for our audience today? Oh, oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I do. Matter of fact, I do. I just want to, man, I just also want to thank our listeners out there. You know, this is our 10th episode, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate the, the feedback. It's helping us a lot, y'all. Man, continue to grow and build with us. Well, there you hear from Pooty Moore himself. You heard it all today. You heard about the mountains, the oceans, the overzealous supervisors, and them slackers. My thing is, thank you for tuning in. And for all you slackers out there, stop slacking. Help out a brother and sister, your next door folks at work. And till next time, continue to listen to us. Remember, these are just our opinions. You don't have to listen to us. Go see a, a, a therapist or whatever, like Punimo always says. But have a wonderful evening. And if you have anything you want to say, comment. And I'm your boy, Punimo. And I'm your queen. Yeah.